So UFC 267 goes down this weekend and the card is stacked. It's an absolute monster of a card. And I don't know about you guys, but for me personally, it felt like this card is on the horizon. It's a few weeks away. It's a few weeks away. It's a few weeks away. And now it's not. Now it's only a couple of days away. It's really crept up on me, crept in Conan. And um, I was thinking about making individual videos um, about the fights that I'm most interested in. But then I looked at the card and I thought to myself, I don't really want to be sat here making 10 separate videos for 10 separate fights. Uh, so what I'm going to do instead is talk about the card as a whole, holistically, um, and just give a few opinions about the fights that I'm going to end up talking about. Maybe even give you guys a pick. Uh, for the fights that I end up talking about and then you guys can comment back to what I've said and then I can respond back to that and that's generally how online discourse works but before we get into it my name is Rahul J Chan this is the Battle Camp thank you very much for joining me if you're new to the channel please do consider subscribing um, I'm out of breath not because I've put on weight recently it's because I feel a little bit under the weather I'm a little bit poorly got a bit of a Got a bit, <coughs> got a bit of a cold. Um, I played football on Monday, and I puked up in my mouth twice, but I swallowed because I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, let's talk. Let's talk about the fights. Jan Blakovic against Glover Teixeira. Um, I was lying in bed, paused, thinking about Jan Blakovic and Glover Teixeira and this fight itself. And you know what? These guys are the complete opposite of John Jones. And that's the first thing that sprung to mind. Because when you think of the light heavyweight division, what do you think of? What do I think of? It's John Jones, right? He's the he's a crown prince, the king, the empire, emperor of the light heavyweight division. And he's no longer there anymore. And these guys are fighting for the title. But even so, Jan Blakovic has won the title, defended it once or twice, is it now? And um, I'm still sat here talking about John Jones. That's how much of an influence he's had in that division. Uh, but while I was sat there thinking about Jan Blakovic and Glover Teixeira, this is the kind of conclusion I came to. The reason why I say they're the complete opposite of John Jones is John Jones came in as a young, young star, the new kid on the block, a, a prodigy almost, and just ran through competition until he won the belt. And, and he was, at the time, I think he was the youngest ever champion in, in, in UFC history. I don't know if that's a fact or if I've just made that up, uh, but he's definitely in the top three youngest ever champions in, in, in UFC history. And Jan Blakovic and Glover Teixeira, Jan Blakovic is in his late 30s, Glover's in his early 40s, and these guys have had their difficulties. They've taken their L's, man. And um, three or four years ago, when you look at that division, after Glover Teixeira lost to John Jones, let me just double check when that was. <clears throat> that was back 2014, bloody hell. It doesn't feel like it's that long ago. The time is just going so quick. But he went through this phase of losing to, you know, Rumble Johnson and, and Gustafsson, now that I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. He lost to Corey Anderson, and that was in 2018, three years ago. Like At that point... Where Jan Blakovic was in his career and Glover Teixeira was in his career, you look at the you look at the division and 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 you ask the question: Who's going to be the champion of the light heavyweight division come the end of twenty twenty one in four years' time? Who's picking either of those two? No one. And you have to hold your hands up and say, "Well, bloody done to both of them to get to this point." And you have to say, like, and another reason why they seem they're the opposite of John Jones is because they're such like, and I know I know it's embedded. It's a it's a documentary where they pick and choose what they put in and what they put out, keep out and stuff. But just by the way, I've seen them conduct themselves in interviews and stuff like that. They just seem like, like just really nice, down-to-earth family men. 
Glover and Jan Blakovic do. And what they represent is very different to what John Jones represents as a fighter and unfortunately as a man. With that being said, um, I made a promise on YouTube to myself that I would never pick against Jan Blakovic ever again. Because since I've been in the YouTube game, um, I think like, I think I've literally spoken about Jan Blakovic fights four times, five times, and every single time I picked against him. So well, that stops. I, I promised after the easy fight that I wouldn't pick against him. And actually, to be honest with you guys, um, irrespective of this YouTube promise that I made to myself. Um, I'd still pick Jan Blakovic, so I just feel like he's... He, he, these days people say he's in his bag. He's in his bag. Jan Blakovic is definitely in his bag. He's in his zone at the moment, man. And I feel like he's just so confident in his own abilities. And I feel like he just has... He just has an edge to him at the moment. And he's been dominant, man. He's been dominant against Dominic Reyes. He was dominant against Izzy. Gonna go back onto his page and see who he fought before then because I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, I want to say he was dominant in that um, Corey. Oh, uh, yeah, Corey Anderson because he was actually the underdog in that fight and he knocked Corey Anderson out. So Jan Blakovic has been on a roll. Luke Rockhold, I picked against him. Ronaldo, um, Suit Jacare, I picked against him. Corey Anderson, I picked against him. So yeah, like he's been dominating, man. And I feel like <clears throat> he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't question himself as a champion. He believes he is the best in the world. And he fights like that. Do you know what I mean? Like He just oozes confidence to me anyway. Just his demeanour, the way he carries himself. And I'm not saying Glover isn't, isn't confident. And I'm not saying Glover doesn't bring his own, um, his own kind of uh, um, dangers to the octagon with him when he faces up against um, Jan. But I just feel like this is maybe a year or two late. Uh, for Glover to be fighting Yan in in the, um, the in the form that he's currently in, and I am going to be picking Yan Blakovich to win that fight. Um, the co-main event is the one that I'm really really looking forward to because obviously this is an odd one, right? So the original fight was Aljamain Sterling against Peter Yan in a rematch for the bantamweight title. Aljamain Sterling, you, you can't say he dropped out because it didn't ever feel like, according to you know what's happened since how it's all transpired, he was never in the fight. Like he was never going to be ready for the fight anyway, right? Um, but Corey Sanhagen has jumped up and he's uh, replaced uh, Aljo. And um, a lot of people are more interested in this fight than they were in the original title fight, even though Aljamain Sterling is the champion, um, given how that first fight between Aljamain and Peter Yan played out. Um, Corey Sanhagen is a technician on the feet. Um, Peter Yan is a very vicious and he's a very aggressive striker. Um, who looks for the finish. Um, this should be an explosive, explosive fight. Um, the only thing that I will say is I don't feel like I'm as high on Corey Sanhagen as the rest of the MMA world is. And I don't know whether it's a hipster thing where it's cool just to say that Corey Sanhagen is definitely going to be champion at some point. And it's not even a hot take saying that Corey Sanhagen is going to eventually win the belt because he is a very, 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 very good fighter. Uh, <clears throat> I'm happy to admit that um, I may be wrong when I say this, but... And it might sound odd saying this because of the emphatic knockouts he's had recently against 
um, Frankie Edgar and who was the one before that was it Marlon Marais or someone like that yeah Marlon Marais and then Frankie Edgar just just the way he fought against TJ Dillashaw and obviously I don't know man like you know he was able to knock Frankie Edgar and Marlon Marais out because it felt like he just was a cut above technically on the feet right and he came up against someone in the form of TJ Dillashaw who had been out for a number of years right and I know a lot of people picked Corey Sanhagen too and maybe I'm being too harsh on him because obviously Corey Sanhagen sorry TJ Dillashaw is known as one of the the greatest bantamweight in UFC history so I'm not really judging him fairly I don't think but I suppose the point I'm trying to make is and again, I'm open to discuss this and I'm open to be proved wrong on this. I don't know whether he's really got a, a big kind of killer instinct in the octagon. Um, sometimes I feel like he's he's got more to give and he's just holding back because he's very technical and reliant on the technical aspect of a fight rather than taking it to the opponent and putting it on the opponent and going for the kill. I kind of felt, I kind of got that impression a couple of times during the fight against TJ Dillashaw and <clears throat> I felt like there were moments and I can't put my finger, I can't remember what round or what points of the fight but I just kind of felt there were moments where he could have, he could have put his foot on the gas a little bit more and he could have been more offensive and he could have tried to hurt TJ Dillashaw and he could have actually tried to win the fight rather than win the contest, if that makes sense. And Peter Yan is the total opposite of that because he, for him, a fight is a fight is a fight. Like, it's always a fight for him. And, like, he he has that edge that I'm referring to when I look at Corey Sanhagen and, and I'm, I'm questioning whether he has that. Do you know what I mean? And in terms of the, <clears throat> in terms of how they match up against each other, one, I'm just going to say, I feel like it's going to be very, very, very entertaining. Um, I don't feel like Peter Yan's ever had to fight, ever fought anyone um, that is as proficient on the feet as um, Corey Sanhagen. Um, how it plays out, I don't know, because I don't know the technicalities of stand-up as well as others i'm actually gonna i'm looking forward to listening to um jack slack's breakdown of this i haven't bothered listening to it because i knew i was going to record this yet so i don't even know if he's released it yet but that, like, I'm, I'm i'm so excited about this fight i'm I'm, wait, I'm waiting to listen to breakdowns and stuff myself i'm just giving my opinion on, on the fighters i suppose um in terms of who i'm picking i feel like peter yang gets it done i feel like peter yang's got the grit and I feel like he has the... And I'm not saying Corey Sanhagen's mentally weak or anything. I don't know. I just feel like he... he and and it, might, it might be to do with the way he talks and stuff. And, you know, he talks very philosophically and stuff like that in interviews and that. And I just feel like he doesn't have that edge where he, he goes into this thinking that it's, this is a, this is a, a fight. I'm here, to, I'm here to hurt my opponent. It's more of, all right, this is a contest and, in, and, and these are the movements I need to do to um, make my opponent make mistakes so I can take advantage and score the points that I need to score to win the fight and hopefully get the knockout. I don't know. I, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong, but it's just, it's just my impression.
Um, Islam Makachev against Dan Hooker. Now, obviously, I don't need to explain to you guys how this fight has come about. Dan Hooker has is just doing Dan Hooker things, right? Um, you got to rate him for stepping up and taking the challenge, taking a fight that um, not a lot of people want to take. Um, Islam Makachev is a guy that, you know, um, there's a lot of um, chatter about Islam Makachev on um, social media. And it's clear to see that this is going to be the, the highest kind of ranked or the, or the biggest, you'd have to say the biggest test in Islam Makachev's UFC career in terms of um, the um, how his opponents are viewed in terms of how good they are, right? And Dan Hooker's taken the test to see whether Islam Makachev can take Dan Hooker down and whether Dan Hooker can hurt Islam Makachev while they're standing. It's a three-round fight. Um, now, Islam Makachev, I've been, <clears throat> I've been very impressed with his performances. Um, but I think I've said this previously. I, I'm still yet to be all in on Islam and say, yeah, you know what? This guy is definitely going to be a future champion because he just doesn't like, I don't know. I just don't find it entertaining if I'm honest. Like, I don't find his style very entertaining. Like, I can, I can appreciate how good he is. I can appreciate the technicality of what he's doing. And I can appreciate how dominant he is and how he's able to take, once he's taken someone down, how he just dominates and, and stifles his opponents. Um, but there's nothing in the way he fights that puts me on the edge of my seat. It's all very methodical. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just giving my opinion in what I find interesting or entertaining in a, in a fighting style. Uh, because online I've seen a lot of chatter about people talking about, oh yeah, if you find Islam Makachev boring, you don't know what you're watching or, you, or you, you don't know about MMA and stuff. And I'd like to think I know a thing or two about MMA. It's just I have the right to say that I don't find his style entertaining. Same way, I didn't really find Floyd Mayweather fights in entertaining even though I understood what he was doing and that and, and, and the fact that he was able to do what he was doing showed just how great he was. <clears throat> Doesn't mean I have to force myself to pretend that I find it exciting. You know? Maybe entertaining is a wrong word. I just don't find his style exciting. And Dan Hooker is a guy who has an exciting style. Um, I just don't think he has the... I just don't think he has the the keys, the ability to, to beat Islam Makachev. Um, I just feel like Islam Makachev, I feel like Dan Hooker's height and his, like his, his height will be an issue for him in enabling Islam Makachev to drop down and take him down. And I feel like Dan Hooker is very, um, reckless is a strong word because obviously he knows what he's doing, but he's not, like a Corey Sanhagen, for example, who is very reliant on technique. Like Dan Hooker will take a risk to land. And I feel like that will be to his detriment in a fight with someone like Makachev. And Makachev will be able to will be able to take him down. <clears throat> final card that uh, final fight that I want to talk about on the main card. I know there's two others, but this is one that's really kind of I'm looking forward to. And it's um Kamzat Chimaev against Lee. Jing Lang, Jang Lang, Jang Lang. Who remembers life, <clears throat> life uh, with Eddie Murphy and 
What's his name? Lawrence? Well, how can I forget his name? Martin Lawrence. Life. And then uh, Bernie Mac's character. His name was Dangling, Dangling. And he's just holding his um, fingies like that. My name is Dangling, Dangling. And that's all I can think, that's all I can think about whenever I read that guy's name. Lee um, Jingalang. Um, but anyway. <clears throat> again, this is... A, I'd say it's a perfect fight for Kamzat to come back to. Obviously, he's had his troubles with COVID. Um, he's been out for a while. I think it's been nearly, probably been over a year now since he last fought. And he was a guy that was hyperactive. Hyper, so, yeah, September 2020. He had since, um, since his debut in the UFC in July, he had three fights. So July, July, and then September. And I remember that fight in September. They're trying to find him another fight, uh, but it didn't materialise. So, um, <clears throat> I haven't really seen much of Jangalang. Um, I did watch him beat up Ponzinibbio uh, recently, and he was the underdog going into that fight. But he, he put it on him. He put it on him. Um, he's a, um, he's a guy that is a, um, robust challenge. He's a guy that is definitely a UFC caliber fighter, but he's also a guy that, um, you'd be, he, he, I'd put him in the same category as I put, um, Jan Blakovic and Glover Teixeira four or five years ago where I, I'd never have thought that they'd become champions and um, that's where I put uh, Jangalang at the moment I don't think he'll become the champion right um, I don't think he's good enough for it <clears throat> so given the fact that um, um, he's coming back from his troubles in terms of um, health issues Kamza and the hype the hype train that he was on um last year um as i said this is a robust challenge for him but i just feel like and to be honest i don't even know what jangalang's strengths are because i feel like he's a stand-up fighter but i don't know whether he has any um credentials as a grappler or anything like that and i'm not saying that um <laughs> well even if he does have credentials as a grappler that they're gonna um amount to anything in in, in the face of competition from kamzat but I feel like Kamzat wins this fight, whether it's on the feet or on the ground, and look for a finish in this fight, because that's one thing I haven't been saying. So I feel like Jan Blakovic will finish Glover Teixeira. I feel like Peter Jan will beat Corey Sanhagen on points. I feel like Islam Makachev <clears throat> will beat Dan Hooker on points. And I feel like Kamzat will finish Lee Jinglang. I feel like it will be a submission victory, or maybe ground and pound, but it will be on the ground. And that's how I see that going. Um, aside from that, man, you've got a Vulcan Ozdemir's back. Vulcan No Time Ozdemir, I believe, was his nickname. He was a guy that was on the cusp of a title shot who's kind of uh, lost his way a little bit over the last um, last kind of couple of years. Um, after He actually did have a title shot against Daniel Cormier, didn't he? But at the time, it didn't feel like it was a real title shot because John Jones was uh, in the picture, just wasn't the champion at that point because he probably popped for drugs or whatever um he's fighting Ankalaev, who's looked very um who's looked very um he's looked very good is is the right way of saying it so he was a guy i remember when he um he had that fight with uh kutalaba who was playing hey he was just playing parson guys he was playing parson and then um they had to have a rematch and then he just annihilated him in the first round and it made me think was he actually really playing possum or was he actually hurt uh <laughs> 
but yeah, he's a he's a very very clean, proficient fighter. Um, this fight has been booked for Ankalaev to beat Ozdemir, but um, we'll see if he can. We'll see if he can. Um, it's going to be an interesting card, man. Um, shout out to I believe Lerone Murphy's on this one, yes, because he's fighting Makwan Amakani. Amakani is another guy that was touted as a potential uh, uh, future world champion. And he's gone off the tracks a little bit in terms of his uh, recent form. He's a guy that looks like he's got all of the pieces, but he just can't seem to put them together. And Lerone Murphy is, this is by far Lerone Murphy's biggest test uh, in his young mixed martial arts career. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does against someone like Makwan Amekani. Um, this card is at a uh, a beautifully amazing time over here in the UK. I think it starts at like 8 o'clock. It's like prime time, prime time action. And I feel like I'm going to miss a lot of it because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be at a mate's birthday bash. And that's one thing in my whole life of watching the UFC numbered pay-per-view type events I've never had to like worry about. And now I've committed to going to a friend's birthday. And I can't watch it live, <clears throat> but hopefully I will be home in time for at least the at least the Peter Yan and then the Blakovich fights. But anyway, that's enough of me talking about my personal life. Nobody really cares about. Let me know what you guys think. Put your comments below. Don't be scared to hit the like button. Share this video with a friend if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, I'll catch you guys on the next one.